So for me, if you take courageous actions and just knowing that, you know, okay, I've never done this before, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. And the more that you take these courageous steps, so it's like the courage to do it plus the action is going to create confidence because the more you do it, the more confident you're going to get. Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome to Elite Achievement, your go-to podcast for service-based business owners who want to achieve their goals and grow their businesses. Hear inspiring stories from other business owners, learn goal achievement strategies, and overcome the challenges you face when growing your business. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach, here to help you achieve your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. As business owners, we are leaders. We lead our prospects, clients, and team members. But how well do you lead yourself? As the popular quote states, you can't lead others until you lead yourself. I invited Julie Menden, leadership coach and host of the It Starts With You podcast to today's show to teach us how to become better leaders. Join us as we discuss the significant role self-awareness plays in our leadership development journeys, how to become an influential leader, and how to grow your confidence and resiliency. You'll be surprised to learn how asking yourself a simple question can lead to a monumental mindset shift. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is such a fun way to reconnect with you. I know we had a chance to meet one another, gosh, it feels like maybe two years ago that we had a chance to connect. (laughs) So I'm really excited to spend this time, Julie, and better get to know your story and especially unpack leadership because I know as as business owners, uh, leadership is so critical and so important. So I am ready to learn from you on that topic today. Now, before we get there, I'm curious, you spent time working in both public and private sectors. What prompted you to transition into coaching and start your own business? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just love talking about this because, so yeah, I worked in private sector in a large Fortune 500 company for about six years and I was pretty much in leadership development in some way, shape, or form that whole time. So really, you know, go. I would go in and help teams and help leaders to grow in, you know, using their voice. How do they do change management? How can they influence people? How do they negotiate? Like all of these leadership skills. And I love leadership development. Obviously, I can like geek out on this, but I would see this sort of miss where we would send people to training or send people to some type of leadership development. And then they'd go back to their actual work And they didn't know how to implement it, right? So I always kind of joke, like people would take these, there's so many leadership frameworks and models out there, you know, how to be a great leader, how to communicate, you know, change management models. And they'd go to this training to get all these packets and then you put it on your desk and it stacks up with stuff and you never revisit it. And I would notice that and be like, we are spending so much like time and money investment to train people, but they don't know how to do it when they're in the moment. Like they need to give feedback to somebody. They need to influence somebody. And so insert coaching, like we would bring in coaches into the company for like the high level executives. And I saw this massive shift in those executives when they got coaching. 
And I had a leader at the time who was a coach. And before that, I really didn't know much about coaching. And her style just pulled so much out of me that I didn't even realize. And so I was like, what is this coaching thing? Uh, And so I really started to look into it. And at that point, I had been a new leader within the organization. So I always say like I was like climbing up that ladder. I was a new position every year for six years, found myself a new leader, feeling totally overwhelmed. I don't know what I'm doing, just feeling misaligned, honestly. Like I felt like it no longer was where I wanted to be. And so then I started to dive into coaching. I was like, I'm going to become a coach. So what I decided to do is instead of just like going all in, I decided to make kind of a strategic move and move into a new industry in the public sector and work part-time as kind of part of my transition plan, honestly. And I also wanted to see like, what does leadership look like in a totally different industry? And so I worked at this in, in public sector, helping out local municipality leaders with their leadership and getting certified as a coach and kind of did that as my transition plan and then went out and started my business about gosh three years ago now where I do coaching and training so for me it was the biggest pull to coaching was this idea that people have so much potential that they just don't necessarily know how to get out of their own way to use it did you notice any major differences between industries with leadership or is it pretty much the same topic across industries Such a good question. And, you know, there's definitely like these different factors. So when you look at all different industries, there's going to be, you know, little intricacies that are different per thing, like some of their challenges, but the overarching struggles that people had were the same. And so I saw that in obviously this large retail company, I saw that in public sector. And then when I started my business, I now work with people in all different industries And again, while each industry might have unique things, the struggles that people tend to have in being a leader, and when I say leader, I don't even necessarily mean a leader of a whole big team. I also mean a leader of yourself. Like what does it look like to lead yourself and empower other people, which might be team members, but it also might be business partners. It might be clients. They're looking to you to lead. And so some of the struggles that I see across all industries is overall confidence in yourself, overall communication and like effective communication with people and having this presence about you that people want to be around you. Those are the three words I hear the most when people come to work with me and that I was seeing. Absolutely. Yeah. Being able to grow your confidence in yourself is is so important on the goal achievement journey and also as business owners um, in your work what are some of the ways that you found people can expedite the process of growing confidence in yourself? Or is that even possible? Is it truly a journey and there's no way to speed it up? Mm, Well, that's such a good question. I think everyone has so many different thoughts on confidence. Like my thought is you don't have confidence right away, right? Especially as I would say as a business owner. So obviously I'm a business owner, you're a business owner. We work with a lot of business owners. Like when you become a business owner, I always say you have to face like the deepest, darkest parts of yourself because you are thrown into this like crazy world (laughs) and you have so much like mindset work to do. And so when it comes to confidence, my thought is you're not going to have confidence right away because you're going to be trying to figure out a lot of things you've never done before. And if you're, you know, building from scratch, like nobody would expect you to. And so I say is release the pressure to feel like you're supposed to be confident right away and start with courage. 
So for me, if you take courageous actions and just knowing that, you know, okay, I've never done this before, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. And the more that you take these courageous steps, so it's like the courage to do it plus the action is going to create confidence because the more you do it, the more confident you're going to get. And so I think stop chasing being confident right away because what I hear from a lot of people is they're not taking action on things until they're confident and then you're just waiting forever. A lot of times as women, we really want to have it all figured out, have all the answers, have all the know-how before we take action. And I could not agree with you more that action leads to confidence. And so I love that reframing and how you encourage us to start with courage. And Julie, you mentioned that a lot of times we have mindset work to do. Can you elaborate a bit more on mindset work and how do we as business owners do mindset work? Oh, it's like one of my favorite things to talk about, Kristen, because you're in the more that I, so when I got certified as a coach, it was based in things like neuroscience and positive psychology and performance science. And I love understanding the science and I'm not going to dive into all the science for those of you who might not be neuroscience geeks like I am. But at the foundation, it's really important to understand that we actually have an ability to rewire our brains. Like that I think itself is amazing, right? So we can actually create new connection, neural connections in our brain. And why that matters is because if you are constantly trying to motivate yourself through external things, external validation, through the accolades, that's not going to be sustainable. And I talk about a lot of the times with resilience, like especially as a business owner, you are going to get knocked down over and over again. This is a large part of my story. Like in business, I've had a lot of health things personally, my husband over the last couple of years. And I always say like life just is going to keep slapping you across the face. And you have to find this way to get through that. And a lot of that is working on your mindset. And so we can actually learn to you know, focus on seeing the opportunity in situations, even the ones that are really, really hard. And what I say, like building your mental muscles, just think of like physical fitness, you know, you lift a weight, you might start with like five pound, eight pound, you build muscles. We have to do the same thing with our minds. Like if we want to be able to bounce back when life hits us, we really need to focus on our own self-talk, our own perspective of things. And so, you know, some things I tell people to do to really work on that mindset is first of all, things like you have to develop your self-awareness. Like how aware are you of your own reactions? A client all of a sudden says, you know, they want they don't want to work with you anymore. You lose a client. You lose a big contract. Whatever it might be, what type of talk are you telling yourself? Then I also talk about, you know, gratitude and affirmation. So things like how can you practice more gratitude in your day-to-day life and practice affirmations of things like telling yourself the things you want to hear instead of telling yourself, negative things. And then another thing I always encourage people to do is to, you know, just put things into perspective, try and get perspective on things. And then obviously, you know, developmental fitness, which we just talk about different things you can do there. But if you start to work on your mindset, everything in your business shifts. Julie, I've read that our brains are hardwired to focus on the negative. And with your neuroscience background, is that true? Yes. Yeah. That's what I think we, people beat themselves up. I think so much too, when they're, you know, feeling negative or things. And it's like, it is actually a survival mechanism. Like it's hardwired into us 
to get into fight or flight. So if we think of the brain from like really high level perspective, you know, the left side of our brain is where it's like that fight or flight survival mode. And this is where we analyze things. It's also where our self-sabotage tends to live. And so the more that think something happens to us and we go, this is bad or I'm bad or I can't do this, the more we've created sort of these connections that go that way. It's like a habit we've created. That makes sense, right? Because your body, I've heard somebody say before, like, you, you don't necessarily know that, okay, it's not a lion coming at you like back in the day, right? When you like some animal, you need to protect yourself. But if somebody, you know, says something negative about you or again, if something happens in your business, your body's responding the same way. Like, am I going to flight or am I going to fight? And what we can learn to do is actually pause in those situations and choose a different response. So we can choose to see the opportunity. We can choose. And the more that we do this, we actually rewire your brain to make it easier for you to do it. So we're sitting there going back to your example. You lose a really big client. Our brain thinks it's a lion coming after Mm -hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. So um, I think that that's really powerful for you to give us permission to pause and choose a different response and to become aware of how we are talking to ourselves because that that can all wreck our confidence if we're not aware of those negative mental narratives. Exactly. Because you start to tell yourself because something happened, I must not be cut out for this. Because a client left me, that must mean I'm not a good fill in the blank, whatever your business is. And in reality, if we can see it at a new perspective and we can see, well, what could the opportunity be? Like I take my clients through this sometimes. I had a client who had in her year, she was a financial advisor. And in her year, she just had a lot of crazy instances where clients left for all different reasons. And we had to work through this and talk through each scenario. And what could the opportunity be in that client leaving? And what she actually started to realize were they weren't ideal clients anyways. Mm -hmm. You have this sort of ego that comes in when you're like, oh, they don't want to work with me anymore. But when you really think about it, she was able to release this pressure of serving people who weren't aligned for her as clients anyways. And it opened up space for her to welcome in new clients that she really did want to work with. It's almost as if the universe was doing you a favor and and clearing space, but it's up to us to look at it that way and to use that newfound space to go back and client build and attract our ideal clients. But we often just get stuck in all those worrisome thoughts and, and that can keep us from growing our business and also achieving our goals. So, all right, mindset work, huge as a business owner, as it relates to leading yourself. Um, Earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that you learned a lot about influence when you were working in the private sector. And I know a lot of the clients that I am working with, we're constantly talking about how do you influence others? So if they're in a leadership role, how do you influence others to do what they need to do? Or how do you influence their clients to actually take action? So can you talk to us a little bit about how we can grow our skill set to be more influential? Yeah. And what's interesting is I got introduced to influence in, you know, the the corporate space and we talked a lot about it, but I really didn't understand it fully until I got certified as a coach. And why I say that, and I actually teaching my clients some type of coaching type skills has been just leaps and bounds for them when it comes to influencing. And that's because 
people tend to like to hear themselves talk. (laughs) People like to talk so much and I see this a lot with with business owners is they feel like they need to sell themselves so much to prove and show everybody that they're smart that they know what they're talking about and what really happens is we tend to deter people because you're talking so much and you're not getting to know the other person so if you really want to become a really strong influencer and whether it's influencing people on your team to do things whether it's influencing and persuading people to work with you it really is about making it more about the other person and really getting to know them. And so instead of learning all of these sales scripts, what if instead you learned how to be a really good listener and you learned how to be a really good coach? And so actually learning how the right questions to ask people to get to the root of what their problem is or what it is they're looking for tapping into your own like emotional intelligence to understand where are they at right now and then being able to partner with them and guide them. And so the first thing I would say is if you're trying to become better at influencing is get better at asking questions. Ask people questions like, what are you struggling with right now? And I, when I say questions, I mean open-ended questions, not not yes or no questions where you're trying to lead them to your solution. Ask them open-ended questions like, what do you really want? What are you struggling with? What are you concerned about? What's giving you pause or hesitation? What haven't I answered for you that you want me to answer? These really open-ended questions, get to know them. And then what you do, this is like the, where the influence and sales part comes in. So then you use the words that they said, you use that back on them to kind of like pitch what it is that you want. I think so often we go into those scenarios, Julie, and we're like, I got to let them know everything that I know about this topic because that we think mistakenly that that's going to prove confidence and they're going to want to work with us. We're going to be competent. And uh, oftentimes we don't even know if what we are pitching is what they need or what they want or where they're at. And I think we've probably all been in those situations, those sales calls where we get on the phone and that salesperson just word vomits all over. And you're like, what just happened in the last 30 minutes of my life? Yeah. And you don't feel heard. People want to feel heard. They want their feelings to feel validated. And we bring it back to leadership, like being a leader of yourself and leading other people. The best leaders are are great listeners. They're good question askers. They're curious. They're in tune with their own emotions and with other people's emotions. And the more you lean into that, the more you're not just trying to sell someone, the more you're building a relationship with them and helping solve a problem they have. That's great. Well, what are some additional qualities that make great leaders? You mentioned they're curious. They ask great questions. What What are some other qualities of great leaders? Yeah, I would say that being curious is obviously a huge one. I, people tend to have a lot of judgment, like right or wrong, good or bad. This is what I think you should do. And if you just go into situations and conversations with people more curious and more trying to understand them, that's a huge quality and it's going to serve you in all different facets of your life. Uh, The other thing I would say is just, you know, great leaders tend to be lifelong learners. Like they have this growth mindset where they want to continue to grow and improve and knowing that you can always grow in different areas. And it's not even just necessarily things you're not, like some people tend to just want to improve the things they're not good at. Sometimes we just need to actually really focus on the things we're already really good at and strengthen those. So I'd say lifelong learners. And the other thing I would say is great leaders are able to really set that vision. Like when people are looking to leaders, 
again, whether this is people on your team, whether this is a group you're a part of, or whether it is your clients who are looking for you to lead them, leaders are able to set this long-term vision, but know the like micro steps to get there. So one of the things I always talk to people about is this sort of like vision funnel that I use with my clients sometimes where it's like the top of the funnel is where do we want to be, you know, one, five years from now, depending on how far out you want to go. You need to have that vision. Like, what are you marching towards? But then also you got to be able to break it down and go, okay, I might know where I want to go, but what are all the steps to get there? And I think leaders can struggle with that. So the best leaders are able to know that long-term vision, but know how to break it down and figure out what should I be doing today and tomorrow that's going to help me get there. So I do have a resource. We'll drop it in the show notes for people, uh, but it's actually my vision funnel where you can help set your long-term vision and then all of the kind of mini steps to getting there, like figuring out what your values are to go with that vision and how to break it down to the point that you know what you should be working on right now that's going to help you get there. So we'll we'll drop that in there. It's a free resource for you. But that's what I have done for myself over the last, you know, three years of building my business, which has led me to, you know, getting featured in publications like Forbes, which has led me to getting featured and a co-author in the book peak performance, mindset tools for leaders, launching my podcast. Like I've always used that of where am I going? What are the steps to get there? I think that being able to help leaders cast that vision is so important, Julie. I know a lot of people that I talk to, they struggle with writing a vision or drafting a vision. And so I I appreciate you sharing that resource in, in the show notes here on our episode today. What are some of the biggest mistakes leaders make? And how can we avoid making them? Ooh, good question. Biggest mistakes. Well, the first thing I'll say is I think everything is a lesson, right? So I think sometimes the biggest quote unquote mistakes that people have is actually their greatest lesson, which is why I really personally for myself and with my clients really try and reframe it to go, okay, what was the opportunity in that in that situation? I think though, you know, if we think of it in regards to mistakes where people struggle, The first one I would say is not spending enough time getting to know yourself. Really lacking that self-awareness is going to, if you don't have self-awareness of yourself and how you're showing up in your day-to-day, how you're responding to stress, one or two things is usually going to happen. It's either going to be that you go, 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 and you keep marching towards something that's not aligned with what you want and you're going to burn yourself out. It's not going to be sustainable. Or the other thing is people try to lead by force because they're not confident in their their self. They're not confident in their own abilities and they haven't done that work to really unpack and realize that. And they tend to just push people away, right? Which again is going to create burnout for you or your team or the other people because you're trying to force everything because you're trying to prove, trying to prove to everybody that you're the right one for the job. You're trying to prove to everybody that you're smart instead of actually trusting yourself and building your leadership from a place of confidence. So I would say that's a really big one that I see. Um, And then other mistakes I would say is just not putting in the effort to understand other perspectives. Kind of getting that tunnel vision of only one way of doing things. 
I know I, I came across that quite a bit uh, in my old corporate experience. There were a lot of leaders and the, the way they led is what I'll call one size fits all coaching. And it's like, this is the way to do it. And well, figure it out. And it worked for me. So it should work for you. And I think that that goes against everything we've been talking about with being curious and asking questions. Uh, and so putting in that effort to understand under other perspectives is huge and can make a really big difference. Mm -hmm. And as you know, as a, as a business owner, like if you're not trying to, we get so in like the weeds of everything, that we forget to get that like bird's eye view and look at the bigger picture, right? Like look at all of the, the the pieces that are going on in our business or people that we're working with. And then we just, again, we kind of just keep marching towards something that might not be working, but we just keep doing it because we feel like we should. And obviously you work with a lot of people on goals. And if we're going to really work on goal setting, you've got to really know like, why do you want that goal? Why is that important to you? And is that the goal you want to keep working towards even? Oh, yes. And you know, when I ask that question, Julie, like, why is this goal important to you? I hear sometimes, well, a leader told me it's what I should focus on or other people are doing it. So that's what I should go after. And it's anytime you hear those shoulds or someone else is telling you, you should do it. It's usually not very genuine. And that's where having your vision can help you identify, is this the right goal for me to be working towards or not? Um, you had mentioned it's really important to spend enough time to get to know yourself. What are some of the ways you've gotten to know yourself? Like, how do you do it? Mm. This has been such a journey for me. I've spent so much time really trying to develop this. And again, I really just started doing it when I became a business owner because it was like, there's, I feel like you just this whole other world opens up and I, I – I spend a lot of, partly because obviously this is what I help people with, but I spend a lot of time like with myself and trying to understand myself more and what I'm struggling with. So some of the things I do is I journal. So I have a morning routine that I do everything every single morning. If I miss it, it feels, I feel so off. You know, I wake up and I always start the day with gratitude. So I write down five things I'm grateful for every single day. And sometimes it's really easy. And sometimes I'm like, I'm so grateful for this cup of coffee right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're you're so, reaching. Right? I'm reaching. I'm like, I'm grateful <laughs> that I woke up this morning. Um, so writing down five things I'm grateful for, it's, you're intentionally setting your day up to seek out more things you're grateful for. And then I write down 10 dreams as if they've already happened. So I have my vision work. And I know where I'm headed. And then I write down these 10 things as if they've happened. So I write my goals down. Like I, you know, I have an oceanfront place, like some fun things like that. And then I also write down like how much I've made. I write down big goals that I have. I had written down, I have a podcast for two years. And then I, now I can check that one off. Right. So and I write you it down. Did it. I, and yeah. No, I did it. You know, I wrote, I have, um, I'm an author in a book. Right? Like these are things that I write down as if they've happened because you're you're setting your mind up for what you want to do. And that has really helped me get to know who I am. Like what is it that I want? And then I re-examine those. Is this still in alignment with what I want? So that's a big part of what I do. I also do a lot of like movements. I love to work out. I love to take walks. And I use those to I, – sometimes I listen to podcasts and sometimes I'm just self-talk. Like I, I do gratitude walks sometimes or I'll do visioning walks where I'm – actually setting a vision for myself. 
Uh, so those are a lot of the things that I do is just really trying to take that time to understand, you know, and setting my day up for intention and then really understanding what it is that I want. I think if our listeners take the next 90 days, because we're, we're getting ready to go into the end of the year, right? So if they take the next 90 days and they focus on gratitude and they write down the 10 dreams as if they already happened, they will be in a very different place at the start of 2024. I agree with you. It really is life-changing because every single day you know what you're striving for. Absolutely. Well, I think that that also connects back to vision so huge. I appreciate you sharing some of those ways to better get to know yourself because we we hear that a lot. Oh, get to know yourself. But I was curious, how do you actually do that? So we mentioned earlier that as a business owner, you got to be prepared for some of the the negative, the dark sides. You got to become resilient. How can we become more resilient? Oh, yeah. I mean, you cannot stop life from happening. You can't, right? So, you know, I share a little bit of of my story of I had a lot of health issues starting in 2018. And short version is it was like this mysterious illness in 2018. Didn't know what it was. Um, I ended up with like pain in my brainstem. I had to take time off of work. Like it was crazy. They ended up saying I had viral meningitis. It's like, all right. So then it was years and years of progressive health issues. Then I'm, you know, 2020, obviously we all know 2020, everything shuts down. I still have all these health issues. I also decided to start my business that year, by the way, (laughs) you know, why not? Uh, and so it's like all, all this life is happening. Okay. And we're trying to, my husband's also building his business. And during that time, my health keeps getting worse. Uh, 2021, I think was a blur. I don't even know what happened in 2021. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. We come into 2022 and we're like, this is our year. Like this is the year. And it was the hardest year of our lives. My health was horrible. My husband actually got diagnosed and treated for cancer in 2022. We had multiple family tragedies and things happen multiple things in our businesses that were just like, what is happening? And I remember thinking like, what's going on? That's why I say when life's going to slap you across the face. And the only thing that we could do was be resilient and march. We know where we were headed. Our why is so strong. Our vision is so strong. And so I say, if you don't have resilience, like you all have your things that are going to happen. Things are going to happen in your business. Life things are going to happen. And at the end of 2022, after my husband was diagnosed with cancer, we finally figured out what was going on with me. I was diagnosed with um, late stage Lyme's disease, which if anybody knows about Lyme's disease, it's nasty. When it's late, later stage, it goes to your brain, it goes to your joints, your nervous system. So I'm trying to build a business. I'm a speaker and I'm on stages and I'm coaching clients and you've got brain fog and you've got pain. And it was just like, what's going on? So the things that we did and why I think resilience is so important is because we come out stronger on the other side. I truly believe all these things have happened to allow us to better serve and help other people. And the same thing's going to happen for all of you listening. I'm sure you can relate to one piece of that that story. So my first thing is always develop self-awareness, right? I'm going to say that all the time is you have to know what your thoughts are telling you. And if your thoughts are saying, of course, this is happening to me. Oh, another thing, what's going to happen, right? you're going to spiral. Instead, if you ask yourself, what is the gift or opportunity in this situation? And how can I use this to help me? And what can I learn from this? It's going to change everything. 
The other thing with resilience is you just have to give yourself some grace and compassion. We are so hard on ourselves. Women, especially high achievers, especially business owners, except you add on those layers. And if you're all of those layers, a woman, high achiever, business owner, you're so hard on yourself. So you have to give yourself some grace and compassion to just feel it sometimes. Like, yep, this is not, this is not great. This stinks. I'm feeling bummed right now. Uh, gratitude and affirmation. So I talked about that before, but when you anchor into gratitude, you're, it really helps your resilience, putting things into that perspective. You know, for example, when we got the call that my husband was cancer free, which very fortunate, we had a kind of a quick journey with cancer. I remember standing at the kitchen sink and we got the call and I went, so many other people get a different call right now saying that the cancer had spread and that you now need to do all these treatments. And so when we put things into perspective, things didn't seem so bad. And then the last thing with resilience is just work on that mental fitness, like work on intentionally what you want to focus on to respond to life with positive mindset rather than negative. What a journey you and your husband have been on. Yeah. I I appreciate you sharing that story and um, it's incredible. I know our, our listeners can't see right now, but it's just awesome as you share that to see you smile, which tells me that you really have been practicing what you preach and, and doing all the work that you have shared with us today. And so I uh, appreciate you sharing that story. I think a lot of people are going to be able to benefit hearing what you've gone through and then seeing where you are. Well, I guess I can't see it again, but hearing where you are today um, really says a lot about your own resilience. So I'm curious, now that you're through that part of life, how are you defining success in your business? And then how can we as business owners achieve our own definitions of success? Oh, such a good question, Kristen. And I think the first thing I say, I would say is it has to be your own definition of success. Right? Just like that, that's key in how you even asked it is, we can't chase somebody else's definition of success. That's a surefire way to really not like what you're doing. And I, I think a lot of you listening probably got into what you're doing because you're really passionate about building uh, something that you love to do. So it has to be your own definition. So we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people and their journeys and you have to get quiet with yourself, right? And decide what your definition is. Uh, my definite, and that's the other thing is give yourself permission for it to change and evolve because my definition of success when I started my business and my definition of success now are different. So you've got it when you set that vision and you set your goals, like what, you know, what you do with your clients, Kristen, is when you set those goals, you've got to revisit those. You can't just set them. And then in a year from now, you've got to constantly be revisiting. So my definition of success right now is feeling peace. That was a big word for me because you get the hustle and grind when you start a business and then you don't want to lose that love for it. So when if I feel peace, uh, because I do have, you know, chronic health issues, it's really important that I really stay in tune with my own energy and where I'm overextending. And so if I feel like I have peace in my life and in my business and how else I define success is feeling like I'm making an impact like what I'm doing is making an impact and that I still love what I'm doing. Like that's my definition now. I obviously have external, like I have tangible goals of success that I'm going for. But when I think from a high level perspective, that's my definition of success. 
And yeah, I think that would be the biggest tips for defining it is just get clear on what's your definition right now, revisit it, allow it to evolve and set how you want to feel, but also what you want to achieve. So like holding both, like the internal, how do you want to feel in success? But then what do you externally want that to look like? And I think that's so important because a lot of times we think about the external. We think about what goal we want to achieve or what we want to get, but we don't take the time to pause and think, how do I want to feel going through the process of achieving this? And then how do I want to feel after I've achieved it? And sometimes if you do that exercise, like you mentioned, hold space for both, you might want to change what you're going after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's important to have the external, right? So that we know we can measure if we're achieving it, but you've got to check in with yourself while you're doing it. Well, speaking of those external achievements, what is a big goal you're currently working on and excited about this year? Oh, that's like a loaded question because <laughs> I uh, am one of those people that always has a lot going on. I, If anybody knows human design, which I did not know much about human design, but it's a way to kind of understand more about yourself. Uh, if you're interested in checking it out, you know, I know there's people that do it, but I discovered that I'm something called a manifesting generator, which essentially means you like to have a lot of things going at once. Like you don't want just one thing and it can be obviously a a driver as a visionary and also can be difficult. So I have multiple goals. I would say one of my biggest things that I'm working on right now is kind of just elevating and taking my business to a a new level in terms of I do a lot of speaking. So I'm working on really getting on bigger stages and getting my message out to more people. That's a really big focus towards the end of this year and going into next year. And just continuing to grow my sort of thought leadership in my areas, doing that through speaking, doing that through podcasting and making more connections. So that's like a big focus of mine is how do I build community? How do I build connections with people? And doing that through, you know, speaking and podcasting and uh, more books to come. Fantastic. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to come on to the Elite Achievement Podcast to not only share your story, but provide us with a lot of insight around leadership. And I know one of the things I'm taking away from our conversation today is that importance of truly leading yourself. Because I I think a lot of times we forget how important leading ourselves actually is. And I appreciate all of the practical tips you shared around growing our confidence and better getting to know ourselves. So thank you so much for your time today, Julie. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that you just recapped it. Like if you cannot lead yourself, you're going to have a very hard time leading other people. Yes. Well, if our listeners want to know more about you and the work that you do, where can our listeners go to connect and learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So you could check out, I have the podcast called It Starts With You, which is very fitting with obviously everything I talked about, like everything really starts with you. So you can check out the podcast. I do solo episodes Uh, with similar things like we talked about tips and tangible things you can do and then also guests. I have some amazing guests that have been on there. You can find the podcast and anywhere you listen to podcasts and also uh, we have a YouTube channel with the videos as well. And then you can follow me on social media. So I'm active on LinkedIn where I post a lot. I have a newsletter on there and also on Instagram. Instagram, I talk a lot about speaking skills and really finding and owning your, your voice as a business owner. So you can check me out there. Thank you, Julie. And with that... Keep celebrating your weekly wins. 
noting your lessons learned, and identify your priorities for next week so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Hey, Goal Achiever, congrats on investing time in your growth and finishing another episode. If you are left craving more goal achieving and business growing wisdom, visit my website, kristenburke.com and check out the resources page. Here you will find my popular breakout plan, which has helped hundreds plan, prioritize, and progress towards their goals, vision prompts to help you draft your vision, and a mid-year check-in to help you reconnect and reignite your passion for your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. 